Just because, yeah, like there's just there's so much art out there. Um, again, this is this is very much like a, like a me thing, but like mm-hmm. I I could watch you know like my favorite my favorite TV show Twin Peaks. I could watch that for the eighth time, or I could you know instead of watching that show eight times, I could watch seven other pieces of art and then spread their love if those shows are good. Hey, I did it. It's another episode. This is a very special episode, too. So let's get into it. I'm Brandon T. McClure, your guide on this journey through the fandoms of your favorite podcasters. Welcome to the penultimate episode of season two of Conversation. Before we get into this week's episode, however, um, by the way, if you'd like to skip all this kind of preamble stuff, uh, the interview is time coded down below. So check that out. But let me just shout out Kit Marie Rackley. Uh, I loved the episode from the uh, Coffee and Geography podcast. Um, Love talking to them, and I really hope I get to do it again soon. They were so insightful and so wonderful, and thank you again for being on the show. Also, I just want to remind everyone, as I do every week or every time a new episode drops, uh, to rate the show on your podcatcher of choice. It helps a lot. And follow us on Twitter at ConversationPod. Conversation? No. At Conver underscore Station. Uh, Well, the link's in the description. Either way, you can also follow at Fake Nerd Podcast on Instagram, where updates on the remaining active shows in the network are posted. And send some questions or letters my way at conversationpod at gmail.com. If I get enough, I'll do a special episode reading them out and answering questions. That just kind of sounds fun, don't you think? All right, well, let's get into our guest. If you know any of the other shows on the Fake Nerd Podcast family, then you probably know ryan iliopoulos uh he was one of the co-hosts of the fictor podcast and many of the other shows uh that we did such as basement arcade of course fictor's watch fictor book club um really instrumental in a lot of those shows and getting them out there uh, and so on and so on and so on uh importantly this interview was conducted uh when we still had most of 2023 ahead of us we were looking at a very strong year uh and it ended up being a uh, it ended up being strong, a strong year, uh, but it also ended up being our last. I don't know how to introduce him, if I should introduce him in the past or the present tense. So if I say he was the co-host of the Fickner podcast, or is, it's not a disrespectful thing. I, I genuinely just don't know how to address it, because it's, you know, we, there, there is no fake nerd podcast anymore. You know, when I started the show, though, I didn't want to get any of the fake nerd co-hosts on unless they asked me. Uh, I figured I, wa- I should focus on finding guests outside of the network and um, getting people that uh, I figured would be like the hard gets because obviously, well, of course I could get the guys in the fake nerd podcast. Uh, it'd be easy to ask them. Uh, but then Sam sparks uh asked me and then ben asked me um and and so i kind of figured like if they ask me i'll of course bring them on and then everything happened with like season the show became a seasonal show and i and i you know i had to stop doing season uh season one uh and then going into season two i realized you know ryan hasn't asked me uh maybe he doesn't know that 
I'm waiting for him to ask me. So I, I asked him and, uh, and here we go. Um, let me tell you this. Let me tell you guys, this is a good one. Uh, we don't, we never really got a chance to sit kind of one-to-one for this, but you know, and I was kind of nervous going into it, you know, interviewing my friends is a tough one, but I've known it for years and I'm glad we, we got the chance to like sit down one-on-one and have this conversation. Uh, it's a really good one. Uh, he's very insightful and, uh, you know, I, I think I pulled out some some good information from him. We mentioned a few times on the show. This is kind of the part where I tell you, like, give context for the interview. Um, the the seventh anniversary hadn't happened at the time of the show. Obviously, it did happen. Um, the time he has this episode uh, is actually kind of funny also because we talked a little bit about X-Men 97, which we thought was supposed to come out in 2023, but now we know it's 2022, 2024, sorry, and probably, I think, this month, so, because we're in March now. Um, so that's kind of funny. We get into a lot of things, such as the importance of uh, respecting art and creators, finding comfort and uncomfortability, uh, and the need for diversifying tastes, how burnout affected him, which I didn't know he got burnt out. Um, I kind of realized it afterwards, because uh, part of the reason why we don't have a show anymore is because, you know, the four of us got really burnt out. Um, but, you know, hearing it then surprising surprised me because i hadn't gone back and listened to this for a while um but you know also the desire to be uh, positive and progressive um which are really important things to to him and and became really important things to the show obviously they were important to myself and everyone else um and so much more so much more guys a lot of you know i try to on this part i try to uh, tell you guys, hey, here's what to expect. Here's some of the fun things that we get, we really get into kind of like build anticipation, but there's, you know, it, it's hard to distill it all. It's, you know, it's all so good. We also discussed the importance of having a podcast, which was a really interesting discussion to listen to, uh, especially, you know, post having our podcast, podcast ending kind of got the wheels spinning. Um, you know, we both kind of felt the same way about wanting to share all this, you know, love and this knowledge we had. And we're really happy that we, we had Fickner podcast. Um, you know, it kind of sucks that, you know, we don't have that anymore. And I'm kind of curious, you know, you know, I have a, you know, kind of temperature check on what it's like without it. My, how things have changed. He doesn't plug it in the episode, uh, but his YouTube channel is linked below. Um, that's where you can find him now. Uh, I'm really glad he's doing that. Um, this is kind of something that happened, you know, really post the podcast. Um, I really started to feel like I was holding him back um, with what I wanted Fickner podcast to be. Uh, so I'm really glad that uh, he's got an outlet to express himself to his uh, fullest. Um, I'm, I'll try and talk about a little bit more about that uh, after the end of the episode. Okay, but that's enough out of me. So uh, here, without further ado, is uh, Mr. Ryan Eliopoulos of the Fickner podcast. I am here with my friend and co-host from the Fickner podcast, Ryan Eliopoulos. How are you doing today, sir? I'm great, Brandon. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. So uh, I just got off of work and I'm, I'm podcasting, my favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Today's my day off and I'm podcasting also one of my favorite things to do in the world. So we're we're jiving. Awesome. All right. So let's get started. Um, why don't you tell the audience a bit about yourself for those of the, for those of the audience who haven't listened to the Fickner podcast? Oh, goodness gracious. I'm just I'm just a nerd on the Internet. You know, it's it's, you know, relatively easy to be a voice on the Internet these days. And I'm just happy to have been doing doing it consistently with my friends, Brandon, one of them included. Uh, You know, 
I love talking about movies, comics, video games, anything that's art. I love talking about art and, you know, critiquing it, talking about the things I love and hate about it. And uh, we have a tiny enough audience where I'm like, hey, cool. Some people care. That makes me mm-hmm. happy. I'll Again, I'll always have Mag. Thanks, Mag. I'll always have you. Uh, for for context, uh, for people who don't know, Mag is is one of our most loyal listeners and watchers of the Figner podcast. We, we got it. our we got our super fan. And you know what? I've never thought we'd have one. So I'm happy to be here. Did you see the text I sent you? This is inside baseball. I don't know why I'm doing this, but like, did you see the text about Black Adam's video? Yes. Yeah. Just Wild. recently. Yeah. It's it's interesting. And also, uh, our Avatar video is doing pretty good too. Yeah. I don't know if you've looked at that one. That one has a, a, a lot more than normal. And I'm like, people, I think just like they like divisive movies and are interested on where people land on them. And I, I get that. I understand that. I like yeah. I like hearing different different opinions. So as the audience knows, you're you're you you do the Fakner podcast with me. We've been doing it for about six years. It's going to be seven this year. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's crazy. Time flies. Um, but I want to talk about before the Fakner podcast. So let's get started with with early fandoms. What were your kind of fandoms that you were that you were into as a kid? Man, I. Uh... That's tough to say because like I since a kid since I've been a kid, I guess I've just I've always been in fandom. I never really thought about it until it became, you know, kind of like uh, like the 21st century, like uh, like like I don't know if you want to call it the Internet version of fandom. Mm-hmm. But like I've I've since a kid, you know, I was watching horror movies and like Star Wars and, you know, I every movie that you could see at midnight, you know, I'm sure you saw as well. I know we've mm-hmm. talked about it, but like I saw all the Lord of the Rings and the Star Wars and King Kong and like it was a big movie. I wanted to see it. And that was like, you know, uh, again, before the big Internet pop culture thing that we are currently a part of. Um, I just again, I love art. I love movies. And I like talking about it with people and that, you know, turned into a career for a lot of people. And, you know, that's it's been a it's fun turning my just love of things into into a hobby as well. So, like, you know, from from square one, you know, uh, before it was a thing like oh, I was not that I was like, you know, I was cool. But like, you know, I was watching I was watching Evil Dead with my parents when I was five, which probably wasn't a good idea. But I turned out all right. You know, like I was watching Chucky and you know, I remember seeing Save a Private Ryan. Save it Private Ryan on like opening weekend. And I was like, I was seven. I was like, man, this movie is violent. I love it. Um, but it's also it's a great story about, you know, brothers and war and stuff like that too. So like, you know, I've always been here. I've been in the trenches from day one. Uh, you mentioned your parents. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've I don't get this perspective a lot on the show because oftentimes fandom, uh, people come into the fandom in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and You've mentioned on a few occasions that your parents were really big into horror when you were a kid and they kind of like helped you into that. What, yeah. Did that like help shape you? You know, now that I look back on it, yeah. I mean, I think I think for a lot of people, like, you know, childhood is a is a foundation for for what you grow up to love. And that's not always the case. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's the opposite case where you grow up to not like the things. But um, yeah, I just, you know, I I've always been a creative person and I think, you know, being able to see those types of movies at an early age, because like horror, despite, you know, being like, you know, violent and scary, like that's where you can be the most creative with, you know, monsters and special effects and, you know, like gross out stuff like that. So like, um, I would say it was, it was a uh, foundational for me. I would say that. Yeah. That's really cool. I like the idea that, um, cause my, 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 my grandmother was big into movies, but like, so she would show me like older classics like Casablanca or um, the champ was my grandfather's favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, that's how I kind of got my, like my like classic um, um, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, not teaching. 
yeah, teachings kind of. Yeah. Um, so, but for you, like, it was, it was it was it only just was it like just horror? Or were it like other movies as well? No, I think it's just horror—the ones that I remember the most. Because like I watched it at a young age, and like seeing that 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 scary stuff kind of like. I want to say like uh, uh, traumatized me, but it definitely left an impact. You know, like watching you know, uh, watching any big movie of that of that of that type uh, at a young age will will leave an imprint. Um, like again, like I remember. Um, I also like you watched like saving like a saving private run. Um, um, a little house on the prairie. So like you know, it was mm. it was a little bit of everything. I just remember horror because I think that's what my favorite stuff was, and I can remember at a time where like even at my earliest age of like that stuff was there from the beginning. So like, yeah. again, like it's kind of always been with me. And the thing that is so interesting, sorry, I got my cat with me. Sorry. Um, yeah. Like we are, you know, we are in the, the critical lens of reviewing this stuff. Both my parents, like they, they are the least critical, like they just love movies. And that's, that's what I, that's kind of like that's a weird way to say. That's why I love the type of person I am when it, when it comes to being critical. Cause like at the end of the day, I'm just here to see a movie. And like, mm -hmm. if that movie's cool, I'm gonna jive with it, no matter what type of movie it is. I will always meet a movie halfway. Uh, that's like my favorite thing about like my dad and his love of movies. Like, he grew up, you know, he's he's he was an older guy, and like, he got to see like the new Star Wars movies. He loved the Transformers movies. Anything with big special effects, he's like, you know, I grew up where none of that was even possible. Yeah. So the fact that it looks real, I don't care how bad it is. I'm seeing a robot on the screen. That's insane. So there's a part of me that's always that will always be that too. So no matter how you know critical I can be, I'm like. That is a big robot, though, right? Like, that is cool. Like, you know, it's a fundamentally, objectively cool thing, giant robots. Yeah, that's true. Uh, those I remember walking out of the first Transformers film and like, wait, do cars not just turn into robots? It's not the world we live in, unfortunately. It's a sad world, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why we, that's why we go to the movies. So... You so with your with your early fandoms, what would you say you were kind of you you talked about movies? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I know you're a big comic book guy. Was that mm -hmm. like also when you were a kid? So I was I have been a big comic book person uh, before I actually got into comic books because you know we grew up we grew up in the '90s and early 2000s and stuff. Um, we are you know unfortunately in our 30s now. Um, <laughs> but like you know I had the X Men animated series and Spider Man and Superman and Batman and all those shows, and I remember. At a very early age, my grandfather, for one of my birthdays, bought me the Marvel Encyclopedia, and it was this giant blue book, and it was just A to Z, all the Marvel characters and all the histories and all the events and all that stuff. And I was like, cool, this is all from like a TV show, right? Like, this is like, I didn't, I didn't know comics were a thing at an early age. And then I remember, because back then, you can just go to like a 7-Eleven or a Walgreens, and they'd have mm -hmm. spinner racks of comics, and God, do I miss those days. Me too. Because then I put two and two together, and I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I'm going to buy that comic. So I don't remember what issue it is, but the first comic I ever bought was a Spider-Man comic. I remember going to a 7-Eleven. I remember that. Um, and then I realized that my my grandfather, he was a collector, and he had so many old comics. And he had, like, original Alien comics and original Shang-Chi and the Masters of Kung Fu and the really racist Fu Manchu guy that was in there. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't understand that this is bad when I'm 11. Whatever. Uh, but, like, uh, yeah, I, I've always kind of loved comics, again, through extension of uh, when we grew up with X-Men being so hot not just in comics but in animated form right yeah the, those early 90s the, the, just kind of the 90s era of comic book shows were really influential i think on really just everyone in our generation yeah 100 percent. yeah specifically like i think uh x-men and batman uh are, are shaping like we're getting like sequels to those shows and stuff you know now like yeah uh, like we're getting a new x-men show like i think this year like the sequel to that show which is like uh you know we're also in the age of nostalgia where we're just seeing everything over again which you know with x-men i'm not really complaining 
it's the it's the nineties nostalgia that's picked up now. Now now our childhood is becoming nostalgic, whereas before yeah. it was the last generations, their nostalgia was was uh was becoming weaponized and now it's ours. Stranger things. Eighties. Yeah, I bet I just, Stranger Things hits the nineties, I think, in this next season. Yeah, I just didn't I guess I just I don't feel old enough for nineties as nostalgic, but I guess, you know, I don't dictate what be, what is nostalgic. It's not mm-hmm. up to me. I mean, like you said, it's thirty years ago. Yeah. That is that is a big number. Um, so uh, comic books, um, you've also talked about on the podcast, and I've always been fascinated to get kind of get more into this because with our podcast, we're not um we're not this isn't kind of on our on our wheelhouse, but you were also big into wrestling. Oh yeah, I was I was so big into wrestling, and I haven't I haven't been into big into wrestling for a long time. Uh, there will be I do think there's a there will be a period in my life where I re, re, where I go back to it mm-hmm. because it's only getting hotter and hotter with these new bigger corporations popping up like uh, AEW I think what it's called I think it's called but um yeah from God from age five to fifteen I was big into wrestling oh yeah I used to go to events I went to like independent events like in Texas with my dad like uh before i knew it was fake it was my favorite thing and then i learned Mm -hmm. it was fake and it was just oh so it's comic books so i still love it uh so like i never it never like went away for me i just kind of grew out of it but yeah like honestly wrestling is like is the closest thing we have to like live action comic books because it is a weekly series about people going through struggles and their own storylines and there's and despite it being in real life there's also like undead wizards like the undertaker and you know uh, uh like drunkens like stone cold steve austin who's really cool in real life and like yeah wrestling is a uh, uh really fascinating because like people who know it's fake like yeah, of, co- of course like it's again it's like m- i know movies aren't real i know comic books aren't real like we're here for like great entertainment and like really good phys- physical activity physical activity like pe <laughs> like physical entertainment how'd you get into wrestling i think i just saw it on tv once uh i definitely remember uh it was monday nights it was either tnt or one of the stations but it was uh it was like 10 o'clock wrestling and then after that it was bull riding and then after that it was midnight poker and i'd watch all three of those in succession and i don't know why but i love bull riding and i love poker playing at an early age uh i was i was an interesting kid (laughs) I'll be honest. I was also watching that midnight poker match. Yeah, yeah. I always remember like cool dudes and sunglasses, and I'm like, "That's too late to be wearing sunglasses, sir." But uh, I, don't, didn't... I don't know what it was about just watching people play poker on TV. Yeah, it felt like, like if because I've seen it like in movies, like oh, like uh, like big illegal gambling. I'm like, ooh, it's at midnight. It's it's ooh, I should be in bed, but I'm watching gambling. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, they're just playing games. That's cool. Did you have a TV in your room when you were a kid? I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's what that's what did it. You're just flipping through channels. You can't sleep. You're like, oh, I'll just watch poker. Yeah, and and again, like uh, uh, different parenting styles and whatever. But like, my parents were pretty lax because, like, you mm-hmm. know, as long as I was a good kid in school and I was a good kid, in, like with grades and stuff, so like I can I can kind of do what I want uh, unless I got grounded or whatever. Because I was a mm-hmm. uh, I was a rap scaling when I was younger. Uh, but I watched a lot of TV. Uh, uh, I would argue I was also an only child, so like not having a, a, a brother or sister also probably. Uh, helped me just dive into entertainment and stuff yeah you really you really just kind of became like a jack of all trades of of nerdism really yeah and again like i love video games like i again i discovered at an early age also again because of my parents and stuff like my dad played video games and stuff so mm-hmm. like i movies tv shows and now games uh, and then and then eventually comics like i was i was kind of into it all from from start and i didn't realize at an early age like oh these are all different things 
Yeah. Like, like, oh, they're different, like, quote-unquote, fandoms. Like, people, not everybody played video games, or not everyone did comics. It's like, oh, I just didn't discover it yet, because I was a kid. Yeah. But, like, nobody reads comics, and, you know, like, now people are really getting into games. And I'm just like, man, it's so interesting how, how art works. Because I just thought, man, yeah. everybody loves comic books, right? Everybody reads. I talk, I talk to a lot of people from our generation, because that's kind of the people that I think are mostly interested in talking about their, their journeys through fandom mm-hmm. um, because we specifically have seen such an interesting shift. We were really on the edge of what, uh, of like where it stopped being kind of tab- taboo for nerds to be like popular. Like we, 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 as we, as we were like entering the two thousands and started becoming really popular and we like saw that shift firsthand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm gonna say like I definitely was like big and nerdy. Like I guess I got lucky because I was also just like I had a big personality in high school, so I think a lot of people forgive just how like ridiculous and nerdy I was. Uh, mm-hmm. But also like that was like right at the right at the beginning of like uh, the big comic book boom. So like you know, seeing like when I graduated like when like 2009, 2010 around there. So like the MCU has started, right? So like yeah. I already like Iron Man and there's a big Iron Man movie out. So like the synergy is like perfect. Um, yeah. So like, so then I was like, oh, that's cool. People are asking me about stuff. And then like, it's kind of a thing where like, because of the MCU, that's kind of never stopped. And that's always fun. Cause people are always, they'll, they won't read a comic, but they'll, they'll definitely ask their friends about it. Yeah. It's, I always find that interesting. It's like, they won't read it, but they'll definitely ask us and be like, wait, what's this thing? Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm always appreciative of that because you know they could have just went to Wikipedia or something, but they want their, their their friends' insight. Um, so your parents were a big part of your fan of your early fandom development. Clearly, um, what was what else were how else were you interacting with your fandom back then? Uh, I know you mentioned you didn't really necessarily see it as fandom, but did you have yeah, like yeah. a circle of friends or message boards even? Like oh, oh yeah yeah i definitely i was heavy uh i was heavy on all types of message boards i was really big on ign i loved i still got ign just as like a like a person who checks out their stuff but like yeah. i was like on their message boards and like type it in their comments and like i really like that uh i was heavy onto like starwars.com and like on their and their uh, uh fan fiction section i loved writing about dark dark sith wielders but i was like 15 years old that was fun um let's see uh I tried, I, I played a lot of video games and I tried to become really good and go to tournaments, but I was never very good. But mm-hmm. I just like playing with my friends. We did a lot of like, um, like land parties, specifically with Halo. God, did we play a lot of Halo together. Where, we did too. Yeah, like my friend, uh, my friend with the big nice house, uh, we all brought TVs and our Xboxes and we had 16 people had like, a sleepover. Like it was like the most magical, like video game experience you could possibly have. Uh, so it was like 16 dudes all throughout the house, just yelling, screaming, playing games together uh so that was good again the internet and like the the rise of like uh uh, uh video games and being online and stuff like definitely really helped too because like uh uh being being again like an only child and stuff like i had friends but like i really uh i really liked being online uh because yeah. uh, like being online is somewhere where a lot of you know nerdy people can connect with each other so but even before kind of the internet boom that we saw you were really interested in be in that online community oh yeah oh yeah definitely I think the biggest one when I was a kid was probably Star Wars. I lo- I like I I still love Star Wars, but like man, that was where like I would man, Brandon, I would do a weekly 
a weekly character segment where once a week on the IGN Star Wars forums, I'd go, here's a character we're going to spotlight, and here's where you can find them in one of the movies, and here was one, one of the books you can read that I never read. And I'm just stealing it all from Wikipedia. Uh -huh. And I'm just like, I was just like, I just want to talk to people about Star Wars. I don't care what it is. I'll pick this random droid I've never heard of. Uh, so yeah, definitely. Because uh, message boards were around even before uh, I got on them. You know, They were big yeah. in like the 90s and stuff. So by the time I got to them in the uh, early 2000s, uh, they were already popping. Uh, but yeah, definitely I was big on message boards. Not so much anymore. Yeah, message boards were basically social media before we had the name for it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you'd, you you mentioned it in passing. I'm not going to let it go. Fan fiction. Oh, yeah. Uh, because that's also kind of a community, isn't it? Was it even for you back then? <sighs> uh, I wouldn't say it was a community as just so much an outlet for me to, as a, as someone who is a creative writer, somewhere for me to have an outlet. Mm -hmm. And again, like I didn't even, I guess I didn't even like really think of it as like, not, like a taboo thing of just like, I'm just writing a story about like a fake Jedi or whatever. Um, you know, like I didn't think about it as like a label thing, not like not to sound cool or anything. I just, you know, sure. I just it's just something I did. You know, I didn't I didn't think about it that way. It's because like I never I've never really cared what people thought about me or what I did. It's just like I'm just doing things. And if you respond to it, that's cool or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely wrote a lot of fan fictions for Star Wars. I was big in the World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did some World of Warcraft fan fiction as well. Um, not as much uh, just because I didn't know that world as well as as mm -hmm. as the force. Um but yeah, that's not something uh, that kind of just like another outlet for me being sure. a creative creative writer. Yeah, the fan fiction has is, is always been so interesting to me because it's like it it, it is a community, but it all can also be an outlet, as you, as you said. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it, I think it's a it's a, a really good outlet for people in fandom to do fan fiction. Absolutely. And that's where like, I mean, you can ask. I would argue any of the current writers and they've done fan fiction. Oh, what sure. they're doing right now is just being paid to do fan fiction, right? Cause like, they're not the ones who created these characters. Like that's, I've heard that in so many interviews is like people who look down on fan fiction are stupid because like, you're just writing, you're just yeah. writing about characters that you legally can't like, you can't get paid to write these characters unless you unless Disney does it for you, right? Like you will get sued if you write if you do a Wolverine comic. And if you want to have fun, just writing a fun Wolverine comic, like what, where's the damage in that? Like don't look down on that. It's someone exactly. just being artistic um the showrunner for star trek picard season three has talked about ex extensively how uh this season initially was a movie he had he had an idea for like what would this fifth next generation movie be and now he gets paid to write it and essentially he had fan fiction in his head if you think of like hey this is a, this would be a cool story to see that's essentially fan fiction yeah oh uh, yeah um yeah again like any any current like especially in the x-men office like like all people do is speculate of like what you want to do with your favorite characters. Mm -hmm. And like now, like in the Krakoa era, like there's so much fun stuff happening and like so much just like, like uh, Betsy Braddock is Captain Britain. And that has been people's dreams for like for so long. Mm -hmm. And the fact that not only is she back in like her original body, because she had a huge, if not to get into big X-Men lore, but like there was, there was Conan who was like this Japanese woman and their bodies got swapped. So it was Betsy Braddock, this English woman living inside this Japanese woman's body. And that's the Psylocke everyone knows from the nineties. It's a super awesome Jim Lee one. That's a, that's an English woman in a Japanese woman's body. And it's mm -hmm. really problematic. So the X-Men comics finally fixed that. And they both get to live their own identities and have their own stories and their own agency. And that didn't get to happen before. So uh, I just think that's fantastic. And, you know, sometimes you just need you need time to get there. Yeah. And honestly, you need fan fiction, right? You need because fan fiction. Absolutely. It's a good creative outlet. 
Yeah, and there's got there's so many fan fictions that were like, here's how I solve the really gross body swap problem, mm-hmm. and then like then that's they finally just made a canon, and everyone was really happy about it. Um, can you can you give us an example of maybe a character that you wrote that you that you that you really liked? See, here's the thing: I didn't do any comic book stuff. This this yeah. is it was mostly original. Uh, it was I definitely remember the the Star Wars one that I did. It was it was another. Because Asaz Ventress is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. It was sure. another secret Dooku apprentice who was battling Asaj for like control of like who gets to be Dooku's apprentice. Like that's I remember that storyline specifically. That's and cool. like, oh, he made Anakin and they they it was a draw, but who really won? Like, you know, like you know, I was like 14, 15 years old. Yeah. So like the, you said, it was a good creative outlet. Yeah. And the the Guinea Tartakovsky Star Wars like was such a big vibe for me when I first saw that. That was the coolest shit ever. Yeah, it still is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so you're now you're getting older you're uh this is uh, still 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 kind of interacting with your fandoms on message boards the internet is changing um what was kind of your journey to getting to let's say wanting to do a podcast oh gosh um let's see i moved to california when i was 19 so podcasts were a thing like mm-hmm. i I, list, I started listening to podcasts relatively uh, uh or early in like how popular they became uh mostly again because ign they've had they've had video game podcasts for for a long long time yeah um but i moved to california uh i started to go to a comic shop uh uh regularly uh you might know the shop brandon or two comics in sherman oaks oh yeah I've heard oh of yes. yes 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 uh might have met you there and or worked there with you um but it was really like when was it 2011 yeah 2011 because it was both when um uh the x-men relaunched with karen gillen and that was my very first ongoing number one comic that I bought was was his X Men comic. And then mm-hmm. the new Fifty Two happened at the end of that year uh, in the, like no, October November. Uh, so I I went heavy. I was like, all right, cool. I'm an adult. I got a job. I'm not paying rent right now because I'm a kid. Uh, I'm staying with my grandma, uh, but I have a job making money. So I'm I bought like almost every single new number one in the new Fifty Two. And boy howdy, every week that I drop more issues and more issues and more issues. Uh, <laughs> there's some good stuff in there, but boy, I didn't need to buy all Fifty Two in like a month. That was crazy. um so it was really i think me coming to california slowly becoming an adult um uh realizing oh it's it's and also it becoming a lot easier to make podcasts because you know when i was a kid not that i not that i probably would have as a kid but like you know i didn't have the money or as easily or or resources and like these yeti mics that we have here weren't like i don't know if they were even available you know 10 15 years ago but like even if they were they weren't they weren't the uh the consumer model that everybody can buy and they sound great you know for for uh for regular podcasting so i think it was you know uh, growing up resources uh finding like-minded people uh i believe i texted you going hey like do you want to do like a like a podcast or something i don't know um i remember that actually specifically um so one of the things that i that that you know i i think a lot i think uh that combines is not the word i want uh, unites people who who kind of search for for podcasts because you said you're you're becoming an adult you're you moved to california mm-hmm. you're your your space changes right you 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 with that, with how the internet has changed, like you kind of start, did you kind of start losing um, the those areas for you for those outlets, those fans? Oh, outlets sure. For you? Oh, yeah. Um, like I still had the internet, but like moving, you know, across the country, uh, I lost all of my all of my physical friends. Yeah. So it was. I also was like, I needed. I I wanted an outlet. Uh, and 
I think I was, I don't, like, my memory's so bad from even, like, six years ago, whatever, but, like, uh, I don't remember if we were still working together at the time when, when I asked about the podcast thing, uh, uh, but, yeah, I didn't, I barely knew anybody, I was, like, it would be really nice to have, like, you know, a weekly, monthly thing where I could talk to someone about this stuff, because I need, I just, me as a person, need to talk about this nerdy shit with people. Yeah, I think a podcast becomes really important to people like us because it gives us that outlet to to talk about these things. Because as you get older, you I mean, we don't really see each other that often anymore outside of the podcast because of our because of the distance that we we now live apart from each other. And there was a major pandemic. Sure. Um, And schedules are hard on top of that. And so to have the to have the podcast, it it creates that outlet that has been desperately uh, missing from us. Mm-hmm. yeah um and like uh, uh having having like a a regimented and again we, we do this you know for fun and we're not getting paid but like having like a schedule uh really helps me stay on top of things uh because like i that is just the type of person i am like i like i like knowing stuff and like you know there probably will be a time in my life where i don't feel the need to like be on top of things but like right now i just i like i like knowing you know creative teams on comic books and i like knowing mm-hmm. directors and you know that's just like that's just the type of type of nerd that I am, you know. Yeah. So the podcast kind of gives you a, a reason to keep that knowledge in your in your mind. Yeah, because like otherwise, like I'm just like at home, like having all this information, and like man, like ha- let me tell you, like when you have a podcast, all the stuff that I have makes you seem real smart and like knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. But like without a podcast, I'm just a dummy who knows a lot of comic book knowledge. Like that's <laughs> in real life, that's not gonna help me with my 401k, but it will help me talk to people on the internet, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really a shame because, like, you know, you know, we have so much. You and I, and 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 Ben and Sparks, our other co-hosts, like, we have so much in here that we want to share. And like, oh, yeah. you're right, we just can't do that in our everyday lives. Yeah, uh, and you know, uh, th- there are jobs that allow for that, but uh, those are those are already taken, and those are hard to get. Uh, yeah. So you know, here's here's to the future of that. Um, so we talked a little bit about how like your how like things change when you become an adult as far as like your your you know you said you, you didn't have a lot of personal friends anymore and mm-hmm. and you still had the internet. Um, did the internet become kind of more important for you? Hmm. Let me let me let me stew on that more important. I'm not gonna say it became more important, but it being there was was really well I, I guess sure I, it was really nice. Because yeah. like you know, again like, uh, uh, in being in the digital age, that also just means that like I could my uh the availability of shows and movies and like new games to play and stuff like like uh, uh became available to me. So like I guess so sure. Because like I'm always someone like when Netflix came around like with the DVDs, I was someone who like I I got the maximum. Give me like two or three DVDs. Like I was mm-hmm. renting so much stuff. Like I wanna I wanna watch as much as possible. Uh, I love seeing things that I've never seen before. I'm someone who who doesn't rewatch things that often unless it's usually for the podcast or like I'm watching it with friends or family. Cause I, instead of seeing something, I know what's going to happen. I would always rather see something new to like, you know, take in a new piece of art. Uh, so with the, with the vibe of the internet and the rise of like the digital age, like uh, uh, I watched, yeah, I watched, I've seen, man, I've seen way too many movies. I've seen a lot of movies. Uh, uh, and luckily, you know, I do have, I got friends, but like there was a long period where like I was just working and I was just like watching a lot of Netflix. I want to go. I want to. I want to like uh, go deeper into that that kind of idea of like new piece of art. That mm-hmm. for you, for a lot of people, I, I guess there's there's a um, 
a sense it's comf- of comfort. It's comforting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a sense of comforting uh, comfort to watching something over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you, you you said you prefer to always if, if you have the choice between watching something you've already seen or watching something new, you would always pick something new. Yeah, nine nine times out of ten, I do like to pick something new. Yeah, um, and I do have hmm, I do I do have comfort things, but I, honestly, I don't go to them that often. Yeah. Um, just because yeah, like there's just there's so much art out there. Um, again, this is this is very much a, like a, like a me thing, but like mm-hmm. I I could watch you know like my favorite my favorite TV show Twin Peaks. I could watch that for the eighth time, or I could you know instead of watching that show eight times, I could watch seven other pieces of art and then spread their love if those shows are good because people mm-hmm. know I like Twin Peaks. If I, hey, uh, if I on Twitter, hey, I'm watching Twin Peaks for the ninth time. I hey, guess what? I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't like again. Not that I I need to add like uh need to like add value to anything or to preach preach how much i love something but like um i just i want to give creators their due because i know how hard it is to make things um i just really want want people's names to get out there because like you know making making art is hard and getting it out there is hard and you know having it be out there to be judged by people's heart and you know uh uh i i respect anyone who tries it so i want to give yeah. i want to give everybody their due if i can which is hard because literally so much shit comes out it's impossible Especially nowadays, because back when we were kids, there wasn't this much. No, uh, it's definitely gotten a lot harder to kind of live in that that new space. Um, and and for me, this is a me thing. Like for yeah. me, it gives me a lot of anxiety because I'm like, oh yeah, well, there's so much new, and I want to see so much of it. And will I get to before I die? Is like a yeah. constant thought in my head. If you if you took away every single other streaming service and it was just Netflix. Netflix still alone produces way too much content for anyone to to see. Yes. And if you if you extrapolate that to like the 10 other streaming services who are now also putting out their own content, uh it's just like if if you only watch TV shows you would never you will never be done. But I also love movies and comics and you know like and all these other things so it's just like it's it's tough out there. Uh it's tough. Uh but I have only seen Twin Peaks like four times. So, you know. <laughs> give it give it uh, time. I might I might become that person, but not yet. Uh, you know, now you have streaming services taking off material that they make for the service. Like, will I get to watch such and such before it's taken off of HBO Max? You know, that is that is so terrifying. Like, thank God. Uh, uh, yeah, like HBO took Westworld off and like Westworld might not have ended the way people wanted, but it's still a show that people deserve to see. Yeah. And just, you know, it, again, if this if that was like a, a Showtime show that was being licensed to HBO and they took it away, I get that. But it was an HBO show. And now like, Unless you buy the DVDs, like you, how are you gonna or like or buy the episodes like on Apple? Like, I just think that's baloney. I think it's just baloney. Yeah, we've talked about they talked about that a lot on oh, our yeah. podcast. I again, like I love the digital age, but like it definitely has its it definitely has its issues. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's a double edged sword, right? Like it, it yeah. we're we've get we're being given so much material, and a lot of it is really good, but we're also being a lot of it is also being taken away. Absolutely, it's weird. It's weird um what but would you whatever I have a, would you say that your comfort place is actually in the new rather than in the familiar oh absolutely yeah um i i mean i'm i remember i made a, a, a like ben who's one of the co uh co-hosts of the fake podcast he's nostalgia's mm-hmm. bitch right he he loves old stuff and like i'm the future slut i always want <laughs> i always want new things because again like i i it just like i would rather feel a new feeling than than an old feeling even if it's like because like 
when I think of my comfort things, like it's like, oh, I want to watch like Hereditary again. And that movie like gave, gives me nightmares. Mm-hmm. So like also like my comfort things aren't always Twin Peaks is also like a like half horror show. So like my comfort things aren't just like easygoing things because mm-hmm. I'm just I'm I'm just like a weird person. And I like I like I tend to go to like the weird the weird stuff. Um, Yeah, but I definitely like new stuff because, again, like I, I would I, I would rather be surprised than just be like. I know what's around this corner. Even though I like I like it, like I'd rather be surprised. I'm I, yeah. I like a I like the adrenaline rush. I'm an adrenaline junkie. You know, like I love I love I love the oohs and the ahs. Yeah, you almost find um comfort in the uncomfortability of it all. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Um yeah, that's really that that that's always been really interesting to me about you is that um you know, I I I love that you showcase all this all this new stuff, but I I've always been you know, we're all different. All four of us are different. Oh yeah, um, obviously. But like, the 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 way you kind of like run headfirst into uncomfortable places is is almost admiring. Yeah, I because uh, again, um, I was very much, um, like like very when I was younger, like like milk toast. Like I I I liked very much all the like the same things that I didn't branch out. And then I I couldn't tell you what it was. I wish I knew, but I saw something that was like wow, I've never seen that before. And I want to see something more like that. And then I just, I, it opened the floodgates. And from then on, from being like, or from like being a teenager on, I was just like, I watched, again, I, I said this for on, on the regular podcast, but like when I was a teenager with Netflix, like I watched so many South Korean movies that I couldn't mm. tell you half the names of them. I was just like, Netflix can bring it to me. I'll take it. Give it to me. Just give it to me. It was like South Korean drama. Sure. South Korean horror. Give it to me. I love it. Um, I just like, it, especially growing up in America, uh, uh, I'm about to get woke, get broke. Be careful. Be careful, oh, guys. No. Oh, no. Uh, like, especially like my age, like the older I get, almost all the content that I've seen in my life has been made for and has featured white people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is an entire world full of content that I have not seen that doesn't feature white people and it has different tones and different styles and there's like different mentalities and different ways of thinking. <laughs> That just like the older I get, the more that I appreciate that and the more I want to see it. Because guess what? I I know what like two white people falling in love in a rom-com looks like. I've seen that a zillion, zillion times. Same with an action movie. Like, like I I breathe for not just like new stuff, but for diversity. Like I really do. Like I think that stuff is so valuable. And like uh uh I anytime like you show me something new, I'm just I'm I'm so happy, especially like God, what was it? Uh, 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 no, it's, I can't say that. That was mostly white people. Sisu. I was like, that's not like a World War II thing, but that's about a Finnish guy, but he's white. Sure. But like, that's something, but that is still different. It's at least, it feels a little bit different, right? Um, mm-hmm. That was the worst example I could have said. It's a bunch <laughs> of white people. <laughs> well, like, you know, there's Train to Busan, which is something that you've been that's, championing for many years. That is absolutely one of my favorite zombie movies. And that is like, that is a movie you literally can't make in America because we don't have the same, we don't have that train system in America. It's like, Except we, we're going to try. We're gonna. It's gonna be so boring. It's gonna be so boring. Uh, and also just like, yeah, like it's just a different culture and a different way of thinking. And like, 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 I just, uh, I really love South Korean cinema. Let me tell you guys. Oh my gosh. So that's like that's really important for you to uh, expand your mind, not in just in a like I want to watch new horror movies, but in like I want to watch diverse horror movies. I want to watch diverse movies. I want to. I want to. I want to. What you're basically saying is like. I want to consume things from around the world and get like a become like a world traveler, but of like movies and TV shows and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, specifically with like horror and sci-fi, or let's I'll just let's just go down to horror because like 
every culture and every civil every civilization has like their own boogeyman, their own like their own gods, their own devils, their own demons, and they're all they're all viewed and they're all visualized in different ways. Uh, and you know, America uh, or at least Hollywood, like um, American Hollywood, tends to do is just like take those ideas and just like kind of like make them boring, mm-hmm. or or like as good as the Ring movie is, like like it is taking an idea from a Japanese movie, or like like we went through a huge phase of like The Grudge and and mm-hmm. all, a lot of those types of movies in the early two thousands, right? Um, and I was like, man, you can just watch those movies though. Like they're there, they're great. Like I understand adapting it for an audience that won't see it, but like again, uh, like a couple, like when Bong Joon Ho won for Parasite, like if people can get over like the reading gap of watching a movie, like you'd be surprised what you'll like. Uh, and mm-hmm. I know I was I was younger, and uh, this isn't Toonami's fault, but like I I watched Toonami where all those things were dubbed for for English, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I grew up watching anime in English, so it took me a long time to get into okay, I can I should watch the subtitled and hear the original the original dialogue. Um, and again, that's that's not a, a you can you can do sub or dub, like you know that's not a that's not a slide on anyone who does whatever you want. Like I do I do dub sometimes if you know, but like I prefer I just prefer subtitle. Um, sure. Well, the difference there is um, when we were kids versus now dubbing was done to like change context oftentimes that's that's also true that's also you know there's so many things in uh, old anime that you would see that were that the context was changed to adhere closer to an american to an american kid watching those shows be less violent or something yeah be less violent um whereas nowadays i think we've 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 gotten much better at dubbing something to be a lot closer to the material that it's being that's trying to be yeah, uh, I like specifically like I didn't realize this for years until I was a little older. But um, in Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, like, oh, you're banished to the Shadow Realm, and I'm like, oh, they're just like, oh, they're just banished to like you know like another dimension until it's happy. Like, yo, no, those kids are dying. Those yeah. kids, those kids die when they get taken to the Shadow Realm, and like, not not in our show. It's they they just they're just fine. They're just oh, <laughs> yeah. So it's a uh, if you look at Digimon, um, Digimon is a is a is a really good example when you look at something being dubbed because if you look at the old digimon adventure series it was done in a way to kind of be a kid show it wasn't necessarily in japan it's not to say it wasn't but like not necessarily as childish you know so we added a bunch of jokes we made sure that when a digimon died they knew they were coming back um and as the show progressed, I think the dubbers got lazier and the the true context of what was actually being said started to actually piece through. Um, so by the end of Digimon Adventure 2, it um, uh, it was it was um, it was a lot darker than when it started. And I think intentionally so. I don't I don't know what the season's called, but it's it's uh, it's like we're like uh, uh, like the, the D virus or like the goopy virus comes in from the other world. Yeah, that's uh, in that's in three. That's in three and like Gilamon and all them. Like, man, that's a pretty dark show without before even translating it. So mm-hmm. like, I remember as a kid thinking that show was already kind of dark. So I would love to revisit it to be like, I wonder if they like kept it as is or or, or is it as dark as supposed to be? Because like the context itself is pretty dark already. Yeah, there's a lot of dealing with um, towards the end of, of uh, Digimon Adventure 2. There's a lot of dealing with like death and things like that. And and perhaps perhaps it was just a sign that the dubbing was all that the uh, mentality of what we can dub was changing already at the time um and i, I just think it you know it, it's so interesting that we we liked toonami for being adult but even that was being censored for us almost yeah like we could yeah like we can get punches and stuff but like you don't get don't take it too far yeah um so 
six years ago, almost seven, you started a podcast, a little a little known podcast called the Fickner Podcast. I jo- uh, I joined in like like two two three episodes later, but I was yeah, there. You're in the third episode. Uh, I still remember we reviewed Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Ult- ultimate edition. The ultimate edition. I don't remember Sparks' first episode, but I remember your first episode. I don't remember his first episode. Him on on the freaking cell phone or whatever. Yeah, we we used to have a for the con for context. We used to have my um my Star Trek communicator. Lord have mercy. <laughs> yeah. It was a Bluetooth communicator that would that would that was louder than my my phone speaker at the time. We did what we had to do. It's true. And now look at us. We're using StreamYard. Yeah. 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 It's the future. Um, so you have so so you, we wanted to start the podcast because you wanted that outlet. So when now that you have that outlet, I'm always so interested, so curious about has your views on your fandom or fandom in general changed thanks to being a part of the podcast? That is such an interesting question. Um, I'm going to say my views have not the thing. Mm-hmm. The thing about me, I've kind of, I've like known who I am and the things that I like for a long time. Uh, the fact that like to get a little personal, being an only child, like spending a lot of time by your by myself because yeah. you know parental stuff, you know, divorce stuff like that. Like I spent a lot of time just watching TV because that was cool. My mom was totally cool with me just doing that, and I was happy doing that or whatever. Right? So yeah. Um, as I've gotten older, I've always liked the same stuff, and then having an outlet, if anything, it just it it made me. Uh, it made me want to do more of it. Um, there's definitely doing it consistently for a long time. There's definitely a period of like a little burnout, like definitely mm-hmm. doing like the hottest of the MCU stuff. But um, but that's just because like, you know, trying to juggle a lot of things at once, you just get tired. Uh, and I think we have a we've found a much better work work podcast schedule that I really like. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, I don't think my views have changed. If anything, it's just like having this just like lets me reinforce like the things that I feel and, and like, you know, like having a clear voice. Cause like, I know sometimes I, 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 I change my mind or I differ on things, but like, I like to think that like, I'm, I'm pretty, I, I, I know what I'm thinking and I know what I'm saying like feels true always. Right. Um, would you say that the podcast allowed you to, um, and I'm not trying to toot our own horn here, but like, would you say <laughs> that the podcast has like helped you, search out kind of new things and expand your your fandoms and expand your knowledge of things oh absolutely like obviously like the like anything anything comic book related i i'd be i'd be all over and the thing mm-hmm. that i like about this podcast is like uh i i wouldn't necessarily always go and maybe read the first volume or something of a of a, of a thing that's getting adapted mm-hmm. but i'm but when we say like hey do we want to do this like my i will always say yes over no because like again like i get to read something new uh mm-hmm. it just i might not have necessarily read it uh uh, uh for, like initially or something so mm-hmm. like um yeah absolutely especially like when we try especially like we've done like a lot of netflix like uh like korean or chinese movies like those have all ended up being at least good to really really good really great uh so like i'm always i'm always happy again to like to check new things out um uh again and also to like revisit really old things like you know watching willow even though i have not watched that new show but like revisiting willow for the first time since i was a kid was really fun mm-hmm. um because again i personally won't revisit things so like having an outlet where i could see new things and revisit old things is really nice yeah it kind of gives you an urgency to get to these things that you feel like you would eventually but this gives you like a time like a, yeah. a set time to do it 
yeah i at the end at the end of time i will have eventually seen every single thing that i would need to see but like mm -hmm. but like this podcast helps me reorder some things like oh i'll get to this a little bit faster because like I, right. I i know i'll see god what am i what what i can't even give an example i'll watch like the seventh installment of this thing when i'm like 40 but like with this podcast like oh maybe i'll do it a little bit quicker even though i've watched yeah. all of fast and the furious already so what was that what was jung E? we just did uh speaking of jung E, yeah South Korean, absolutely, yeah. Um, like you, you think you'd get to that eventually, but the yeah. podcast allowed you to kind of get to it quicker. Yeah, especially like Netflix. Netflix is really it, it's giving a lot of a lot of Korean directors just like freedom to like, yo, make your weird little movie because it's unfortunately Netflix will bury the shit out of it, but they at least they'll get to make it. Yeah, um, you mentioned burnout. Mm -hmm. I think this is something we've all come across in, on the podcast, all four of us. Mm -hmm. um, for you. Uh, how did you, how did it kind of hit you and how did you try to overcome it? Hmm. I don't know if I tried to overcome it, to be honest. It I think just it just happened. It just, I think it just kind of happened. Yeah. yeah. Cause like the podcast is something I really love to do. Uh, and it's not, it's not like I never, I, I, I never not want to do it. If that makes sense. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I just, you know, again, like, you know, sometimes you work six days in, in a week and like, sometimes you record like like a couple of weeks ago, I worked six days in a row and five of those days I recorded a, a podcast. So yeah. I was just like, and it's all things I want to talk about. It's just like, it's just exhausting because I literally have no time to myself. And, you know, it's not like that time won't be somewhere else, but it, you just really start to feel it after a while. Um, and it's not always like that. Again, like that, that, that was a very specific case, uh, case scenario. Um, but yeah, I feel like, again, like that period of burnout, it's probably going to be over because again the way we're doing things now it's like a little more like we're all gonna we're still gonna cover everything we want to cover but like sometimes people just miss things like yeah. you know like sometimes people on vacation sometimes like people are really tired sometimes like you know things happen and again like uh i love our small audience but it is a small audience so like i, I don't super feel bad if i miss one episode because we give we put out a lot of shit put out a lot of shit yeah it's true um you talked you've talked a little bit about your about your job and you you have a full-time job mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. as doing the podcast it's true um and you talked about how last week or a prior week at the time of this recording a prior week um that you were recording a lot as well mm -hmm. as balancing your schedule uh, work schedule yeah um so is that how do I want to phrase this? Is that difficult for you? Um, and, and like a personal, does it like wear on you? Like personally? Yeah. yeah. Um, the thing is like, uh, uh, it, 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 uh, it long-term it doesn't, it's just like, yeah. like sometimes I'm just like, man, I just want to take a nap. Sure. Sometimes I just want to take a nap or like, again, it doesn't happen that often. Uh, 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 so like, it, it's not like, it's not like a buildup cumulative effect where like over time I'm going to like explode or anything. So like, mm -hmm. I don't think it's, I don't think it's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but do you think that like, you would prefer, I mean, I think, I think, I think I speak for all of us that if we could do this full time, we would. Oh yeah, I, I would do, but man, like one of my, uh, uh, they get, they get flack because like, they're like MCU shows or whatever, but like they're, mm -hmm. they just do what they do. Like there's a channel called the new rock stars and they put out, they put out more content than us. Uh, really? And all, yeah, and all they do is talk about the MCU and speculate it and talk about the DC stuff. It's like, it's just us, but like, and they're like, they have like 4 million subscribers. Like they, they, it is their job, right? They have to churn out stuff, but like, mm -hmm. that just seems so fun. And I'm sure it is exhausting, but like, just talking about like, uh, like, 
they put out like five different Kang videos. And I'm like, that just seems like a great time. All I want to yeah. do is talk about stupid Kang shit. Um, so like, uh, uh, I would absolutely uh, uh, love to do this forever. So it's kind uh, of yeah, it's yeah. kind of the idea that like you're, it's almost like your work schedule kind of gets in the way of, oh, of yeah. what you of what you really want to do. Oh, of course, everybody's got a dream job, and like I don't know, I don't know if my specific dream job is just like talking about Kang on YouTube every day. I don't know if that's that's it, but like, mm -hmm. like the dream somewhere is like is 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 talking about something. Is like like my dream when I was a kid is wanting to be like a talk show host, like a Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel mm -hmm. type situation. But like I'm. I just I love nerdy stuff too much is to just be a general host where I'm like, eh, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals and then the weather. And I'm like, I got I will die doing that shit. Sure. I'm just I'm just too nerdy. I can't do it. Um, So, you know, one day something will I, it's not going to fall on my lap, but something will present itself where I can do that uh, uh and, and I'll be there. Yeah. yeah i you know i i mean i see it obviously like i i you know we're all we all get really busy and we all get really tired and i and i i see it wear on us and i it it, it upsets me sometimes because i i wish that this we could just do this all the time because we're a lot happier <laughs> i think collectively when we just do this oh yeah and again like uh without this outlet like i, I would be probably less happy you know because like yeah. this is where one i guess hang out with my friends like that's always fun but like talking about all the fun stuff uh, uh it is just fun you know like like shooting the shit like like uh like comic book talk like i haven't i haven't had comic book talk in years uh so like you know i i already had it on the podcast but then like you know like because of the pandemic like i literally haven't been to a comic shop in a long time yeah. um because the closest one since i moved to anaheim my closest one closed down because of the pandemic so now i gotta go far to get to one um again like first world problems of course but you know of course yeah um there's one there's one last thing i want i want to discuss with you um, because we're running up, a, we're running up on the time that I wait, this isn't a four hour podcast, like the fake nerd podcast. Unfortunately, no. Hot dog. Um, so, um, progressiveness for, you know, mm. we're a pretty progressive show. I yes. like to think, um, we, we love insurance. Wait, progressive is that insurance or is that car, car, car rentals? I think it's insurance. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, is that, that's flow, right? Flow. I, I should know this. She's been, yes, you're right. Yes. Flow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the we mentioned it even before like we're about to go we're about to get woke well, go broke or that mm -hmm. thing like that i i really appreciate that we are a progressive podcast we are oftentimes trying to be a lot more positive than other people look mm -hmm. we we mentioned it personally we can make a lot of money if we just became right-wing youtubers we really could and here's the thing we don't even need to be right-wing we just need to be shitty and negative yeah like we don't even need to like lean that far, but like I just that's not a world I want to live in or a person I want to be. And I attribute the fact that we are we oftentimes try to look at the positivity to you, honestly, uh, because when you brought in you when you came onto the show, one of the things that you said really wrong with me, really wrong true to me, is like I don't want to be negative. I just want to talk about things I like, and that's kind of just been our mantra for these six years. So for you not only was it was it important to find an outlet but was it important for you to find a kind outlet and a progressive one i'll say progressive yes because like i just i i don't want to first of all i'm glad all my friends are great people i'll say yeah. first of all because like i i would i would hate to be doing something uh where like one of the people is secretly just like really racist or just like homophobic and it's like we have to deal with that like in secret or like they make a remark on the podcast and we just have to be like oh yeah like i'm just so glad we that's have to deal jimmy with it. yeah i just i'm so glad because like when i was definitely like you know being a white dude who grew up in the in the south in texas uh like like i i 
I was lucky enough to to have like progressive enough parents that I, they hid it from me enough, right? Like they right. <laughs> when I became older, they showed a little bit more. But um, I I got I at a young age I knew people are people. Like it, it listen, everyone's everyone. We come from different places. We look different. We're all the same people, right? Let's, let's, I knew that from an early age. Um, as I got older and I realized other people didn't agree with me. Uh, at first, like, honestly, like when I was in my early twenties, like I was, I was very middle of the road. Like, you know, everyone has their own opinion. Like I don't take a side because like, it's not right to pick sides. And I'm like, wow, like I'm siding with the racist by not, by not, uh, by not, uh, disagreeing with them. Right. Uh, and that's something a lot of people unfortunately just don't realize, even if, even with the people with the best intentions, like I did, like by not picking a side, you're picking a side. You have to stand against bigotry and racism and like and misogyny and all of this stuff that like in the year of our lord i'm not religious in the year of our lord 2023 we're still dealing with i can't believe it it's just like it's so i just everybody like it's just it's just it can't it's just really baffling to me brandon like it's just something Mm -hmm. that's like we're just people and like people don't like that other people are different from them and I'm like, that's exactly why I like them. If everyone were the same, that'd be boring as shit. And I'm like, yeah, but that's what white people like. They love how boring everything is. And I'm like, that. why would you want to be? It's just, I don't get it. It's just not a mindset I want to be in. It's a terrible, like, that's why I moved from Texas. Because, man, I was surrounded by a lot of racists. Um, anytime on this podcast, if we can propel up uh, 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 people of color of, of any type, you know, like uh, 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 LBGT community, anything like that, like, you know, us being a bunch of white people, uh, 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 sexualities and and like and, 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 and political things like out, notwithstanding, we're still white, right? Mm-hmm. Like we 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 have we have a voice where some people wouldn't have a voice. So like we need to propel up art uh, made by other people because like again we can we can cover all the big stuff, but it, again a lot of it is by white people. So right. like I'll give a lot of credit honestly to Sparks because like. I am a progressive as hell person, but upon meeting that guy, like that dude is a true champion and that dude helped me become a true champion. Like for real, that dude is, is a beautiful person from, from the soul. Uh, uh, it's cause his whole family, just a family of beautiful people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like the kind thing and, and the progressive thing, like they shouldn't even have to go together. Cause like, you should just be a kind person. You should just be progressive. You should just love people for who they are. Uh, and that's just like, that is just a mentality. Like I'm glad we all have, and like that does extend to the podcast. But also, like sometimes you just want to shit on a movie. Like I'm not against shitting all over a movie. Like you know, yeah. I'll shit all over like the, the the fifth Transformers movie, whatever. Um, but I'll find positives in it because they're still big robots. But one of the things that you that you that you mentioned is that, you know you you just don't you don't get why people would exclude other people essentially and that kind of goes to kind of bring it back to fandom that also kind of goes to gatekeeping right like oh me yeah, personally yeah. i don't get why anybody would want to gatekeep anything in fandom but people really do yeah um yeah like specifically in comics like it's just really gross and again like the the things that these people are defending are like the most boring milk toast like ideas of like yeah. you just want all your comics to look the same and that's just like that's not fun to me and again that goes it goes back to like old school like racist mentality of like you're saying it's for like comic book reasons like oh like comics weren't what they used to and it's like what you're saying is they did they're not like they're they're not as white as they used to be that's what Mm -hmm. you're saying uh and it's just really unfortunate um luckily again like those people are are slowly losing their voices more and more they get to have a voice because you know everybody quote unquote deserves to have a voice uh which i i i do believe in but to some extent like don't 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 don't, just don't be hate speech and just don't be hate speech and yeah that's all um one of the things I, I think you also uh, 
I think we also it's like when when someone is being like an actor or or some sort of celebrity is not doing the right thing or not being I'm, trying, I'm dancing around something but it's like i'm uh, you know they're being a dick you know yeah. what I'm, I'm motto don't be a dick if they're being yeah. a dick it's important to call them out when they are yeah because again like the thing about being a celebrity is whether you realize it or not is when you have that much power and that much like like star power uh and you have young people looking up to you they see what you do as the right thing to do yeah. especially if you're playing someone like a superhero or something like like whether you're a superhero or a big action star like if you do something that is that is quote-unquote bad you you know talk bad about some people some person or their you know their race or you do something uncouth like you need to be held accountable now it's not to say you are a bad person but like people are allowed to make mistakes but also like you need to learn from those mistakes and like people need to be held accountable um like like the the big superhero movie of this year, he goes really really fast, right? I'm not I won't go sure. too much into it, but like, man, like, th- it bums me out that like, yeah, that dude already got paid, and like that dude, like he's 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 not going to be on the press tour, but like that dude is still profiting by not being held accountable by doing all of these crimes. If you do some crimes that deserve to be in jail, you shouldn't get a three movie deal out of it instead. Is yeah. what I'm is what I'm is what I'm saying. And again, this is this is yeah. every situation is different. If you say a shitty thing ten years ago on Twitter, like James Gunn did, uh, James Gunn did, he's apologized multiple times, and the people still coming after him are ridiculous. Because I think mm-hmm. saying a shitty joke ten years ago is very different than active kidnapping. <laughs> I'll, sure. just, I'll, I'll say that both uh i mean like both lightning bolt superheroes have uh, the, coming out this year have had controversies now i don't know if he's like shazam did something today i don't know if you saw it today i saw it and i'm just like i'm i'm trying uh you know they they be they be they rich people need to tone it down is all tone it down y'all or just give me money and i'll help with that well that's all i got for you man that's great. I love it. Wow. A 58 minute podcast. Couldn't be us. Who knew? Um, well, I appreciate you coming on to do this. It's been a long time coming. Honestly, yeah. it's just you were supposed to be on season one, but season one wasn't supposed to be season one. So no, I get it. I get it. Uh, uh, thank you for having me on. This is the most I've ever talked about myself. And it was kind of weird, but I but I really enjoyed but I really enjoyed it. I learned about I'm myself glad. today. I'm glad. That's what yeah. that's, that's what the show is here for. So why don't you why don't you take the opportunity? I, we have the same plugs, but why don't you just plug yourself? Yeah. Well, uh, I am a, a at DJ Tony Snark six one six all over the internet, but I am as Brandon alluded to a co-host of the Fake Nerd Podcast. I don't I don't have any other shows like all my cool friends do, but like maybe in the future, maybe if I if my brain will let me think of something nice enough that's not been taken already, we'll see. I consider Basement Arcade yours. To be fair, I I play way more video games than Ben does, but like That's he, true. but but he is he does more interviews. He's an interview man. I'm so proud mm-hmm. of those interviews. I wish I I wish I I want to do interviews on comic book stuff. That's what I'm gonna do. That's my pledge on your on a different podcast. You should uh, you, you should I I look. We have eight shows on this podcast. I want there to be more. We'll make it nine. Uh, well, we already got nine th- the ninth one recorded. Let's make it ten. Oh, that's true. Ten. There we go. <laughs> um okay well thank you again uh i really appreciate this this was a great time i hope you had a good time i had a great time uh so i'll let my i'll let my future self play us out all right well that's it uh thank you ryan for being on um love you man i'm glad uh i'm glad you know this episode is finally coming out Uh, i hope you had a good time um i know i certainly valued doing this talk with you uh certainly 
now kind of even more so, I think. Um, let me tell you, I've been thinking about uh, your line uh, at, uh, quote, I hope I get this right, at the end of time, I will have eventually seen every single thing I would need to see. Uh, so impactful to me for some reason. Ever since we recorded this, just constantly been thinking about it. Um, but look, hey, I hope you all enjoyed it too. Um, I hope the audience enjoyed enjoyed it just as much as I enjoyed doing it. Uh, please check out Ryan over on his YouTube channel, which is linked below. That's uh, his primary focus now, doing some uh, video game stuff, really fun stuff. You know, he just did something with Ben, uh, a Nuzlocke video game, a Nuzlocke Pokemon thing, I think is what it's called. I haven't watched all of it yet. I'm sorry. Uh, but please check out his, his YouTube channel. It's linked below. And of course, look, hey, there's hundreds of Fickner Podcast and Fickner Podcast adjacent episodes uh, for you guys to check out Ryan, uh, Ryan and myself on. You know, but I really don't have much else to say at the end here, um, you know, because there really isn't a lot to plug. Uh, so I'll just uh, say that you guys should check out The Real Score, uh, which is released its second episode. Uh, finally, uh, The Mask of Zorro, I believe it was. A lot of fun to do. Um, more episodes of The Real Score are coming. These are kind of stuff we recorded during the strikes that are coming out now. Uh, a little slower increments. Our editor um, had a baby. Congratulations, Sam. And of course, Basement Arcade Pause Menu. Ben is, you know, hard at work uh, getting some stuff there. Uh, but those are really, those and Conversation are the only shows that are active at this current moment. Um, you know, in the future, who knows? But for now, that's really it. Um, links to those can be found on our social media and on our website, which is linked below as well. Um, of course, check out our Sea Public Wallet still up uh, if there's something that you want to grab. Um, I still need to grab a Conversation shirt. I really want one of those. Uh, before I do the last couple of bits, I will say also that I'm writing again, which has been a big a big deal for me. I haven't had a chance to uh, write in quite a while. Uh, you know, just you know, losing the podcast really hurt kind of my creativeness uh, and losing and losing another creative outlet, which I'll talk about a little bit in a little bit, uh, really hurt. So um, that kind of affected my brain. Uh, but I'm writing again, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you to Atomic Geekdom for. Uh, putting up my stuff. Uh, there's three articles that you can check out now. I'll uh, link the website, uh, Atomic Geekdom. Uh, Supergirl, uh, Kevin Conroy pieces are up now uh, that you can check out, um, as well as one other that I don't remember. Uh, and coming up is a really exciting one, um, a, a piece about uh, the DC animated original films uh, and the, the quote-unquote The Tomorrowverse, which is uh, a really fun piece that I wrote that uh, please check out when it's up. I'll, I'll link it. I'll have it linked on my socials. Speaking of socials, uh, please give the show Conversation uh, some love on social media, please. Uh, at Conver underscore station. Leave a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice if you can. That'd be, that's a big help. Um, send me questions or letters or things at conversationpod at gmail.com. Really would love to read some stuff. Like, the, you know, you know, has this show... I don't, has this show helped? Is, is weird because, like, who's it helping? Uh, me. But, um, you know, something. It'd be fun read it out just comments and things you know, tell me about your fandom yeah tell me about your fandom that'd be a lot of fun to read out uh by the time the next episode is out um i think i'll have an update on kind of what i'm planning um you know i'm not really planning you know i'm kind of in the planning stages of what my next moves are going to be uh, so stay tuned i you know who knows uh but i'm hoping to have an update by the time the next episode is out give it a month or something i don't know i don't like giving you guys time frames because like i'm always wrong but look, thank you for your support as always. Um, it's it's always important to me. I love that you guys keep coming back to the show. I get a lot of great feedback from the show. I love doing the show. Um, and you guys are wonderful. Um, 
and I'm sorry the the breaks have been so long. Uh, but hey, we've only got one more episode left. I'm just as sad as you are. Uh, the season is coming to an end. So uh, the next episode will be uh, my good friend Nathan Marchand of the Monster Island Film Vault podcast. Um, I'll play you guys a clip. Because I was saying like, okay, here's your spectrum. All right. Worst, fa- worst nerd fandom, Star Wars. Can't make these people happy. Last <laughs> <laughs> one, MST3K and Rift Tracks. Almost nobody fights with anybody and everyone just has a good time. Mm-hmm. Let's try to be more like them. And then I put like the kaiju fandom. I think like like if I said like MST3K, the Misties, if like if they are, you know, if I was you know, letter grade it, you know, if they're an A, I would say like, yeah, the kaiju fandom's probably around a B right now. I don't think I'd be as generous now because I've seen I've seen things, man. So <laughs> I still love it. I still love it, but I've seen things. All right, guys, until next time, stay true to the fan of you.